Fort Wayne, Indiana, The Fan. Live, local, and talking about the teams that matter to you. This is Talkin' Sports with Jim Shovelin on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Brought to you by Automotive Color and Supply. Good morning and welcome to Talkin' Sports, presented by Automotive Color and Supply for a Saturday, August 28th. 2021 welcome in we have a big show lined up for you this morning full of local sports of all sorts and holy cow the week two version of the high school football season in northeast indiana once again did not disappoint and justin kenny of ops and outside the huddle.net and I are going to talk about that for the uh, at least the first part of the show because uh, week two now, we're starting to see maybe some separation teams that have against teams that perhaps have not. I usually try to give it three weeks, maybe a week into a conference season. But I'll tell you what, there are some storylines this morning that uh, are very interesting and intriguing and if you're a high school football fan like we are, uh, that's that's what we live for. That just pretty much. But welcome into the show. Uh, we are going to be talking, obviously, high school football with our resident expert, Mr. Justin Kenny, this morning. And then uh, we're going to segue into Tin Caps Baseball with Mike Nutter, president of the Fort Wayne Tin Caps. And that's our weekly Tin Caps chat. And then we are going to talk... Fighting Irish preview because the judge Phil Houck will be along on location, I believe, either from Chicago, Illinois, or New York City. He he jet sets around like crazy, and he's on the uh, media tour for the show, or, or he's week. moving his son. One of the two. Well, you know, we'll you know, but Mike yeah, but I, we'll call it the media tour. Yeah. Uh, so uh, he will be starting his get this his twenty fifth season of fighting. Irish preview, and I believe that's next week, and it yeah. will follow talking sports. How about that? So, uh, just uh, you get your local fix and uh, and your Notre Dame fix, and uh, your your happy listeners. So, uh, we will uh, we will be talking to Phil about uh, about his 25 years as Fighting Irish preview host and uh, working with America's foremost authority on Notre Dame Fighting Irish football, Mr. Tim Priester. Uh, so. Uh, that's the synopsis of the show this morning. So ah, let's get right to it then. Justin Kenny, week two of the high school football season in the books. Last night in the Summit Athletic Conference, everybody was saying, you know, the Carroll Chargers can't afford to go 0-2 after their loss to Bishop Lewers in week one, 38-31 in their home opener and the opener of the beautiful new stadium. And they went on the road, beat Snyder. Did that? people see this coming? And they beat Snyder without their number one quarterback. Well, basically for the last three seasons, Jeffrey Becker. Yeah. Turned the reins over to Mr. Owen Sheely and, and they get a big win. Huge win. I mean, we talked about it, Brett, or Brett, I'm still thinking about last night, uh, GMO, <laughs> that uh, neither Carroll or Northside could afford to go 0-2 in the league, and they both had big tests last night. And mm -hmm. then when we find out that Jeff Becker was out, 
Like, there's no way now that Carroll goes to Spoiler to beat Snyder. There's just no way because, you know, n- not to sell Owen Sheely short, but, you know, Becker, Becker is just such – he is that offense. He passes. He runs. He directs the offense. He ca- he calls everything after the play comes in. He audibles. He RPOs. He's everything to that offense. So with Kim out and you're facing a, a very aggressive Snyder defense that was just going to pin their ears back because they know Carroll can't really run the ball. And now with Becker out of the out of the game, that's their best rusher. So you felt like Snyder was going to dominate this football game and credit to Owen Sheely comes in a kid who's really, you know, bide his time over the years behind Jeff Becker and comes in, throws for 284 yards, three touchdowns, goes to Jamerson Cumberstone for 10 catches, 229 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, I, I just, I, you look at Snyder now and they've given up 32 and 29 points in the first two weeks. And that was supposed to be the best defensive unit in the SAC. And all the credit in the world goes to Carroll for that win. Monumental victory. Can't feel any better for Owen Sheely, who's a kid that's put in the work at OPS over the last couple of years. You know, a relentless kid, doesn't give up, always puts in the work. Uh, it was a great night for him and his family. And uh, an even better night for Carroll because now they're one and one. They control things a little bit better now. And they go to Northside next week to see if they can make it two in a row. And they hope to have Jeff Becker back. But now they feel pretty darn confident that they have a number two quarterback that can lead them to a victory. I don't want to put you on the spot, but I'm going to put you on the spot right here. Justin, how many losses will the SAC champion have? at the end of the conference season. And I was thinking about this because usually we say two losses and you're done. And I still feel like that is the case this year. I think the champion has a loss. Okay. I mean, we could see a tiebreaker situation where, you know, it comes head to head or, you know, could we see uh, a three-way share that we saw in, I think, 2014. But um, three, let's see, going back, you know, last year, um, you know, it was one loss each with Dewanger and Homestead. And then you looked at Homestead. The year before was undefeated. Dewanger was 8-1 and one, uh, the year before in 2018 when they won the title before uh, before that back-to-back 9-0 and seasons for, for Bishop Dewanger. So the recent trend has been a one-loss team wins the league. I feel confident in saying that because I look at the league and three undefeateds right now, Dwanger, Lewis, Homestead. I don't see any of the three that are that dominant that they're going to go undefeated. That's I'm seeing for the first time in several years, and you brought it up last week, that every team in the Summit Athletic Conference scored in double digits. Well, guess what? Add week two to that as yeah, well. Yeah, did it again. You know, and, and Southside gets a, a big win awesome. over Northrop last night. And so it's getting to be... Maybe not completely, but but to a point, any given Friday night. Yeah, we saw it with Carroll. We saw it with Southside last night. Nobody expected Carroll to win with Jeff Becker out. Nobody expected Southside to win. Shorthanded too. And, and I know you know a lot of teams were shorthanded last night. I think you can't go through uh, a lot of these teams and say without missing a couple guys, whether they were big guys, little guys. The fact is, I, I'm hard pressed to find a team that is at their full complement of players right now. 
Well, and, and that leads me to my next uh, score last night. Bishop Dwenger over Northside 39-13, to but this was not the Northside team personnel-wise that took on Snyder and nearly toppled Snyder in week one. Yeah, you know, Bronte Johnson out, and as phenomenal of a player as he is on both sides of the football, he is just one player. However, he is the heart and soul of that Northside team, and when, you know, in terms of the, of where they were at mentally going to that game, when you don't have Tay-Tay out there, it does impact you mentally because he is the best talent out there on either side of the football most Friday nights. So I think Northside was at a disadvantage to start out because they were missing Tay-Tay, maybe more emotionally than really impact player. And then they have Brayshawn Bassett go out with an injury. Their backup quarterback was concussed in a JV game, so he's out. So they have to put Rodney Woods in there to quarterback, uh, you know, a great athlete, but not a kid that can run the offense efficiently from the quarterback spot. So uh, it was tough for Northside last night. And then Bishop DeWanger just grinded him down offensively, putting up 39 points. Um, it's just that prototypical DeWanger team that, you know, they're they're working in a new new quarterback. And and meanwhile, the running game and their physicality leads the way. So DeWanger now sitting at two and zero and they will take on Southside next week. Bishop Lewers uh, proved that week one was no fluke whatsoever, beating Wayne 47-26. to 26. Debut in the Reds looked sharp yeah, last night for the those. Knights. Red on red, uh, and, and really was able to put Wayne away. Uh, their their big game now comes up next week at Homestead. It's, it's uh, the biggest game in the area, in my opinion, next week, Lewers and Homestead. Yes. Uh, also... Uh, the Southside Archers beating Northrop last night by a score of 26 to 14. The Archers get their first win uh, of the season, and, and um, my goodness, it, it couldn't have come at a better time. However, I mean the, the fortunes of the Northrop Bruins. Northrop, in my opinion, went toe to toe with Homestead in Week One for the first half, and then Homestead opened things up in the second. But uh, for for Northrop, once again, this parity. This middle echelon parity uh, in the Summit Athletic Conference is going to be fun to watch unfold this season. Great win for Southside. I mean, a team that that anytime they can get a win, particularly with a new new coach, new philosophy. Tiny Lee. Yeah, Coach Lee getting a big win last night. You know, Jalen Lattimore was big. You know, uh, rushed for 40, you know, rushed for three touchdowns, had five tackles, a couple sacks. Trevor Happner, four catches and a sack. And uh, had a couple blocked kicks as well last night for South. That's a huge win for them as they try to build that program. And nothing, you know, really satisfies the desire of building a program quite like a victory. And when you can string them together, it's even better. Southside has DeWanger and Snyder in the next couple of weeks. But when you look ahead, you know, when they go to Wayne and, and Northside for the totem pole, I mean, you know, they should be able to compete in those games. And, you know, it's interesting as an aside here. Coach Lee, I, I don't know him well. I did see a preseason interview with him talking about taking over at Southside, and he appears to be a master motivator and yeah. a guy who gets fired up and energized. What did this win do to that locker room post game <laughs> and this morning watching film? Yeah. And he has got to be energized to the nth degree. Yeah. And, and I mean, this couldn't have happened at a better time uh, to a better program. You know, 
I, you know, I agree. I think the most exciting, you know, locker room this morning is is the South Side because for a coaching staff, you're saying, look, this is what's it's working, right? Everything we've tried to instill in you and, and what we're trying to build here, it's paying off. And for the kids, it's got to feel tremendous to get a win and and to beat Northrop is is a big deal for them because it's been a minute since they've beaten Northrop. I I want to say it's close to ten years since they knocked off the Bruins. So. For them to get that win is huge, first since 2013 against the Bruins. It's huge for those kids, huge for that locker room, huge for the coaching staff, and huge for the program at large trying to gain some legitimacy. You get that by getting wins, and they got it you know, almost reasonably comfortably last night, winning 26-14. to 14. And Homestead over Concordia by a score of 59-14 to 14 last night. The Spartans just exerting their will on the cadets, and uh, as you said, game of the week. Next week, Lures and Homestead. Yeah. But I, there, there's another one in the NE8 yes. that I want to keep a very close eye on, and we'll get to that, uh, well, quite likely uh, when we come back from break as we go through the NE8 and the ACAC as well as the NECC. But um, Homestead last night, still, my goodness, you know, they statistically after two weeks, and I know this isn't a, a great barometer, but they've given up the fewest points in the conference at 28. They've also scored the most points in the conference at 90. Now, strength of schedule, uh, well, we'll have to find out. That's going to have to unfold. Yeah. But still, uh, the Homestead Spartans you know, defending back-to-back victory bell uh, holders are, are just doing it. Chad Zolman, once again, just keeps finding the next man up. Yeah, Nate Anderson was big last night, 129 yards on five receptions. Two of those went for touchdowns. Uh, now it gets real for Homestead, and and you look at the next five weeks, and I know that, that Chad will be like, hey, we're just focused on Lures. But you have Lures, Dwanger, Snyder, Northside, Carroll, back to back to back to back to back. So this is the meat of Homestead's schedule. You could argue outside, you know, I, I, would, I would argue that Homestead is the least proven 2-0 team in the SAC. They've played Northrop. They've played Concordia. I think Concordia is 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 not good, and Northrop proved last night that they're not very good. So now you have to face five of the upper echelon teams in the SAC starting next week with Lures. This is where we find just how good Homestead is coming up starting next week. And if if Lures uh, <laughs> if, if Lures can take Homestead and become three and zero. After uh, that mini gauntlet, uh, the Bishop Lures Knights, regardless of class, regardless of numbers and how many two-way players they have, have to be in the conversation. Yeah, I would agree. And I think it's a combination of things. Bishop Lures has the personnel to compete. And honestly, after two weeks, I'm looking at a down SAC. I'm not seeing a dominant team. Snyder is not a dominant team. Dwenger is not a dominant, open to dominant teams. But after two weeks, I'm not seeing that clear-cut Summit Athletic Conference favorite that has the potential to make a state championship run yet. And I think that plays into the hands of Bishop Lures because they're not trying to, you know, close the gap on a 6A or a 5A team that is, you know, a top three team in its class. I don't see it in the SAC this year. And, and of course, as we talk all the time about the Bishop Lures and Concordias of this conference, they play the bigger schools that toughens them up and gets them ready for their postseason and their class postseason play when they're playing against schools their own size. And uh, 
we'll, we'll just have to see. Concordia still has some athletes. You know, Eli Maddox and company uh, have some weapons still, but perhaps maybe not what they've had in the past right. because that was exceptional. Yeah. So when you look at that, but Bishop Lewers, is this their year? It, it absolutely could be, both in the SAC and definitely in Class 2A. And, and I still maintain the fact that while Bishop Lewers would desperately love to win the victory belt, no doubt, for sure, this team's goals are greater, and that means getting back to the state championship game in 2A and winning a state championship. They fell short last year against Weibo in the final. That's this team's ultimate goal. Victory Bell would be nice, but the big trophy down in Indy over Thanksgiving weekend is the primary goal. 46862, Automotive Color and Supply, text line 46862. Put TS in the front of your message. If you have a question, comment, rant, opinion, suggestion, et cetera, et cetera. Before we go to break, I want to tell you about my friends at Culligan. Do you have a water softener? If you do, is it down in your basement in the corner by the sump pump or in the sump pit? Uh, you not just assume that it's it's working. Give Culligan a call today, 484-8668. That's 484-8668. And have them come out and inspect your water softener. It doesn't have to be a Culligan. It can be any brand, maker, model. $29.95. That's all it is for your peace of mind. They'll come in. They'll test your water. They'll see if your softener is working. They'll, che they'll check the connections, your your softener. Check everything. Make sure it, it's softening the right amount of water for your home. They'll do it all. Things that you don't understand, they do. And they will tell you if, if your water is, is great, they'll let you know. If, if your water needs some improvement, they'll let you know. Twenty nine ninety five, small price for a lot of peace of mind. Give Culligan a call today. Once again, 484-8668. Give your people Culligan water. We'll be right back. The Sports Rush with Brett Rump. Kevin Bowen from 1075thefan.com down in Indianapolis. Frank Wright, Chris Ballard, extended through 2026. What did you think about the announcement? It's really just Jim Merce confirming what we've known. I mean, he loves these two guys, and he loves their approach. And their, and their approach, honestly, is very patient. You're paying them based off what you think they're going to do for your franchise down the road. The Sports Rush with Brett Rump. Listen every weekday at 4 on Fort Wayne Sports Station. I am isolated. I am crashing with friends. I am living with mental illness. Homelessness is a real issue, but the real issue isn't as simple as housing. At the Rescue Mission, our Christian ministries address the true causes of homelessness by helping people overcome the physical, emotional, educational, and economic hardships they may be facing. Because it's not enough to simply help people survive. Your gift can help them thrive. Learn more at fwrm.org slash change for good. I am learning new skills. I am healing from trauma. I am connected to resources. Homelessness looks different than you might imagine, and so does the solution. At The Rescue Mission, our Christian ministries address the true causes of homelessness by helping people lay a foundation for a successful future. Because a meal and a warm bed might change life for a moment, but with your help, we're changing lives for good. Become a monthly donor at fwrm.org slash change for good. In an emergency, voice is best. But what if you can't call? Escalated domestic disturbance reported east of downtown. Be advised, alert was received by a 911 emergency text. Caller is hiding in a closet and can't use her voice. 
the situation is too dangerous to make a call, text to 911 capability now helps Hoosiers. But in most emergencies, voice is still best. My sister's not breathing. Please hurry. In the last five years, Hoosiers have used text capability in over 1 million 911 sessions. It's of great help to the deaf and speech impaired and to those in select dangerous situations. Thanks to the statewide 911 board, Indiana leads the nation with all 92 counties having in and outbound text capability. For more, visit IN911.net. It's good to hear your voice. Help is on the way. 911. Before you text, voice is best. It was a mixed bag for the Fort Wayne Tin Caps on Friday night. They defeated Dayton 4-2 in the completion of a game that was suspended on Thursday night, but in the regularly scheduled game, they lost to the Dragons by a score of 6-4. Six-game series now tied at two wins apiece. Game five of the series set for Saturday night. First pitch at 6.35. There'll be post-game fireworks presented by Indiana 8-11. Join us for the broadcast starting with the Hoopy Insurance Services pregame show at 6.15 here on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Now back to Talkin' Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back. Talkin' Sports presented by Automotive Color and Supply. Good Saturday morning to you. We are talking week two of the high school football season. We've gotten through the Summit Athletic Conference. What a night that was. Now just three teams of the 10 are unbeaten. The Bishops and Homestead and uh, Bishop Lewis and Homestead go at it at 7 o'clock at Homestead on Friday, just six days away. Let's move to the Northeast 8 Conference. Last night, Delta beats Columbia City 14-10. to 10. Didn't see that coming initially, but... When, once again, your, I hate to say franchise quarterback, but, but your <laughs> your one. longtime signal caller, Greg Bolt, is unavailable. Delta, a really good team out of, uh, out of Muncie, out of Delaware County. And for Columbia City to play them that tough, I think, was overly impressive. Considering Greg Bolt, a late scratch in that one, Colton Piper gets the start at quarterback, did an admirable, admirable job. And the defense, I thought, played well as well just let one get away a questionable non-pass interference call late turned into an interception that kind of killed any chance that columbia city had to score late and and win that game but they were ahead at halftime it was a good fight for columbia city and i think you know long term it's going to help them be a better team particularly when you look at that week six through nine gauntlet that they have to go through or maybe probably seven through nine with east noble leo norwell i used to throw new haven in there but i don't think we can right now and unfortunately, yeah, it, uh, Eastbrook 42 to six over the Bulldogs last night, and uh, you know, there was a lot of talk early on about you know Jakar Williams and company uh, being able to to generate a lot of offense, but uh, you know certainly isn't on the Williams kid, but uh, yeah, New Haven trying to trying to find their way basically right now, beaten uh, upset late maybe last week by Garrett. Yeah. 21 at 18 and two overtimes. And then, but Eastbrook, an outstanding team in their own right. Uh, Panthers are awesome. Everybody knows exactly what they're going to do under coach Jeff Adamson. And, you know, still doesn't mean you can stop at New Haven now. Oh, and two to start the year for the third time in four years. It's tough to consistently dig out of that ruts. 
when you yeah yeah you're going into a blank slate for the for the in the NE8 starting next week, but you still have to play Leo, you still have to play Norwell, you still have to play East Noble. So it's just a tough place where the Bulldogs are right now, losing both non-conference games. The Battle of DeKalb County last night won by the Garrett Railroaders. Who hey they're two and zero now. They beat DeKalb twenty-eight to seven. Two and zero for the first time since two thousand seventeen. Congratulations to Coach DePew on back-to-back wins over NE8 opponents. And looking forward, now they have Cherubusco at home next week. Could we be looking at a 3-0 start for Garrett? So Aiden Lytle was big last night for DePew's Railroaders and the defense dominant over a DeKalb team that, you know, showed some signs against Angola to be able to move the ball. Couldn't do much against Garrett last night. Huntington North over Jay County, 45-13. to Huntington North with their first win on the season after getting shellacked by Eastbrook in week 141 to six. And it's interesting because we thought maybe Jay County could give Huntington North a battle with Grant Segunda taking over at Jay County, getting that win last week to end a 10 game losing streak. But Huntington North gets a win that they desperately need because when you look in the Northeast eight, it's tough to find where they're going to get a couple wins. Maybe at Belmont. Maybe they can clip a DeKalb or something. But they got to go to East Noble next week. Leo, 50-10 to 10 over Angola. The Lions score 28 first quarter points. Rolling clock in the second half. It was 43-3 to three at halftime. And uh, each scored a touchdown in the second half. And then in the fourth quarter, uh, it was turned over to the sophomores, Brett Fuller and uh, and Mr. Kyler Decker uh, behind center. So, uh, but my goodness, Jackson Barber, Ryland Crawford, uh, everybody that, that could did for the Lions. It was a, a, a big time uh, beatdown. In fact, I think it's the most lopsided loss for Angola since a 51 to 7 loss in 2015 at Leo. So it, it, was, uh, it was a close game early, very early, but Leo just bulldozed Angola and I think that just shows the you know the physical maturity that Leo has up front on both sides Angola couldn't compete with it and uh, Leo now goes to Norwell next week and which could be a very telling game it, next week it could be Norwell a 49 nothing winner over the Heritage Patriots last night can we say that neither Leo nor Norwell has actually been Ested coming yes. into this one? Yes, I definitely think we can agree there. Uh, Norwell knocking off Jennings County and then Heritage. I would say we still don't know how these two teams stack up. We'll find out next week where uh, Norwell will try to avenge a 17 nothing defeat a year ago at Leo. I mean, don't get me wrong, top of the heap in the NE8. Yes. But, but let's let's find, you know, let, let's see because both are very good teams with, with great personnel. And uh, this this is going to be, you know, I've got this one already starred uh, down at the courtyard down at uh, in Ossian for next week. The other game in the NE8, uh, the Belmont Braves fell to South Adams 34-7. to uh, A battle of Adams County, but the Starfire is just too much for the Braves. Yeah, tough night for Belmont because they come into that game, South Adams missing about five or six players. And then on the first drive of the game, South Adams loses Aiden Warner, their three-way star, yes. uh, all-time leading scorer for South Adams in program history, and Trey Shock, another two-way stud for South Adams. Yet still the Starfires lay 
down at 34 to 7, whooping on Belmont. Uh, haven't heard anything yet about the severity of the injuries to Shock or Warner. Hopefully, it's nothing serious because South Adams is going to need those guys uh, as soon as next week at Bluffton, a team that uh, uh, lost cl- a close game to Hamilton Heights last night, but but is is very solid. Yes. Games from the ACAC last night. Uh, Woodland drops one to Central Noble, 42 to 16. Uh, and then, of course, uh, we talked about East Side Adams Central. You were there. I was. And, uh, and and it was someone other than Laban Davis leading the Blazers in rushing. Dax Holman, the junior, he's he's an absolute stud on both sides of the football. He's a linebacker for the defense and and got Adams Central fans a little riled up in the second half. You know, after a play towards the uh, Adam Central sideline, kind of got up and pointed to the east side uh, logo on his uh, on his jersey. Just harmless fun, but, uh, you know, AC fans took exception. But just a phenomenal game. And the, uh, the fascinating thing after the game was I'm waiting to talk to uh, to Coach Todd Mason for east side, and he's just railing his team about uh, the missed opportunities they had, and they need to be better. And then I go over to Coach Mosher talking to Adam Central, saying the exact same thing. So both of these two programs have high aspirations for this year in their respective classes, Adam Central 1A, Eastside 2A, and neither coach was satisfied last night with how his team played, even Coach Mason in a win. So they it was they were mirror images of each other post game those two coaches amazing to hear that because you know it, it was a good win for east side but still much improvement needed from both teams to really uh make some noise in the postseason which is both of their goals well wasn't there something said by coach mason uh in in the post game about uh and it's in football vernacular you know stepping on someone's throat yes and 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 it's uh, he's basically saying that his kids aren't there yet right yeah. And, you know, and, and that's perhaps old school how it used to be as opposed to, you know, letting teams back in. And, and when you got a team down, you have to make sure that you exert your superiority when yeah. you can, if you can. Yes. And and it was, uh, you know, when I, I saw the quote, and, and but, then, but they both uh, allude to the fact that they need, you know, this was a great test, but they need to get better in certain areas. Yeah. And, and two of the of the more mild-mannered coaches around in 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 the game. I've never seen Todd Mason that heated after a game and there was plenty of uh, of uh off the record comments that uh would definitely have been uh been flagged by the uh by the FCC or anything, but uh, and then I go over to Michael Mosier and he looks like a guy that just needs to to go to a sauna and relax. I mean, he was wound up sweating but you know in the game fiery yelling after the game was upset i mean those two guys were both realized what last night meant it could be arguably their toughest tests of the year last night and he the, both of them emerged from that game saying we have to be better than this going forward and coach moser gets his flying jets up for a game yeah no and doubt. just as well as anybody around uh, you, you have them banging on that uh, garage door trying to get out it's 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 just a great spectacle yeah. when you're down there it's at awesome. Midding field so um that's yeah that was a, an awesome game last night uh as we said uh, uh Bluffton takes one on the chin to Hamilton Heights 21-14 and uh other scores uh, from the ACAC Madison Grant 52 to nothing over Southern Wells and uh, and that rounds out the ACAC. Quickly over to the NECC. It was um, Cherubusco edging Lakeland 21 to 20. 
that's not something that uh, I would have uh, anticipated pregame. No, but, you know, when you understand uh, Cherubusco dressed 23 players last night due to quarantine and other issues, so to be able to beat a team, that, a Lakeland team that's better than they have been the last couple of years, that's a, a great win. Get a two-point conversion stop late to preserve the win. Uh, great job by Paul Sade and that team that now back-to-back weeks have played with uh, with back, with with less than 30 players. 27 dressed last week, 23 last night for Busco. Mm. In other NECC games that uh, we haven't already mentioned, Osceola Grays 49-26 over Fremont. Prairie Heights gets a 36-22 victory over Bronson, Michigan, and West Noble, a 19-7 win over Wawasee, and uh, good for West Noble. Uh, the other score had uh, South Bend Adams beating Fairfield 29-16. Now, before we go to break, I uh, had a text that came in on the Automotive Color and Supply text line. It says, T.S., any idea why officiating from a game operations standpoint seems so disorganized? Lots of conferencing and picked up flags making games seem to take forever. Now, is this because we have uh, less seasoned officials now out there because of the glaring need for officials? Right, yeah, I think it's it's new crews. I mean, you know, how these teams build or these officiating crews build rapport is they work together. All of them work the same games, right? But that's becoming uh, less and less a possibility when you have less and less officials and you're scrambling and putting guys here or there or wherever, they're not staying together as a group. So the communication is lacking until they build that rapport. And, you know, you have new guys, and, you know, there were some issues at uh, Adam Central last night, whether it's calls or no calls. But these guys are trying the best they can. They need all the support everybody can get, and, and they need more bodies. They absolutely need more bodies. If they had more guys and girls, then they would be able to keep these crews together. They work together. They build their, their rapport. They learn each other's nuances. I think that's the goal. But when you have such a shortage, uh, A, you're putting out, you know, uh, guys that may not be necessarily qualified yet to do varsity action. And B, they're really scrambling and working with new new guys uh, every single night. So between those two things, I think you're seeing a little bit of disjointedness, especially early in the season. But again, they're doing the best they can. And, and it's it's becoming a luxury now when you get the uh, officiating crews with gentlemen by the name of Payne. Craig, Mettler, guys like that, that uh, for years and years have officiated games and, and, you know, been outstanding. We're going to go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we'll talk to Mike Nutter of the Fort Wayne Tin Caps. You're listening to Talking Sports presented by Automotive Color and Supply on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. If you looked at your auto or homeowner's insurance rate lately, think it's about time to get a competitive quote? Call the Wise Insurance Agency today at 260-747-5373. Located at 7410 Bluffton Road, Wise Insurance is a local company that's been in business for 25 years. Being an independent agent working with over 15 A-plus rated carriers allows Coach Ron Wise to assess your needs and determine the best option for you to give you maximum coverage with the most affordable premiums. The Wise Insurance Agency also offers motorcycle, RV, and watercraft insurance, as well as renter's insurance, flood, and umbrella policies. Multi-policy discounts are also available, and make sure to ask Ron about the good student discount up to 20%. Let Coach Wise show you the fundamentals of getting the right insurance. Don't put it off. Contact Coach Ron and the Wise Insurance Agency team today at 260-747-5373 or find them online at thewiseinsuranceagency.com. 
So just what is it about the specialty in City Glass Specialty? And what does City Glass Specialty have to do with raccoons? Ah, raccoons, those lovable little creatures that would love to trash your patio. Nature's little muggers. Legend has it that raccoons got those black eyes by mouthing off to bears. Now, if you've ever walked out onto your patio or sunroom to see those beady little eyes peering at you through the screens, consider pet screens from City Glass. Pet screens not only keep your pets from busting out, they keep those other little furry friends from busting in. City Glass Specialty can handle any screens that you need to have replaced or repaired. If you need to replace or repair storm doors, check with City Glass Specialty about tempered glass that resists pressure. No matter what kind of repair or replacement work you have around the house, start with a visit to City Glass on South Calhoun, just south of the Oyster Bar. Or go online to cityglassspecialty.com and enjoy the patio this summer without sharing the snacks with the raccoons. You know one of the things I like best about betting on FanDuel Sportsbook? The parlays. Oh, there's so many different options. And what's great is right now, new and existing users can get up to $25 back in site credit each day. Just place a minimum five-leg baseball parlay. And if it falls one leg short, you get up to $25 back with parlay insurance. Parlays allow you to bet a small amount with a big payout. Just one of the reasons FanDuel Sportsbook is America's number one sportsbook. The app's simple to use, quick and easy to find a bet you're looking for. And when you win, you'll get your pay outs in as little as 24 hours. Plus, if you haven't tried FanDuel Sportsbook yet, new users can place their first bet risk-free up to $1,000 back in site credit if your first bet doesn't win. Download FanDuel Sportsbook app and sign up. Use promo code WKJG. That's promo code WKJG at FanDuel Sportsbook. 21 plus is present in Indiana. First online real money wager only for risk-free bet. Refund issued is now withdrawable site credit. It expires in seven days. Max refund $25 per game. Restrictions apply. See sportsbook.fanduel.com for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Hi, this is Dealer, Senior Vice President and Agency Partner at Insurance Management Group, or IMG. My dad, Terry Diller, and myself brought our staff and over 200 years of combined insurance experience to Insurance Management Group in 2018. IMG has been providing personal and business clients competitive pricing and superior service for over 100 years, and with access to more than 20 personal lines carriers and 100 commercial lines carriers, we have options for all your insurance needs. In a time when agencies are being acquired by larger entities, we have made a commitment to our clients and communities to remain low locally owned, a tradition our ownership plans to pass down to future generations. We know purchasing insurance can be overwhelming, but our staff of over 50 employees is here to help make sure your experience is as painless as possible. So, if you're tired of the old, boring way of purchasing insurance to protect your most valuable assets, call the name you've trusted for your insurance needs for over 40 years, the Diller family, at 260-338-2434 or online at insurancemanagementgroup.com. We look forward to earning your business. Now back to Talking Sports with Jim Shovel. On Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back to Talking Sports, presented by Automotive Color and Supply. Good Saturday morning to you and yours. We're going to talk some baseball now, tin caps baseball, because on the Talking Sports phone line, powered by Fireplace City County Federal Credit Union, is Fort Wayne Tin Caps President, Mr. Mike Nutter. Mike, good morning, sir. Good morning. Great to be back on with you on this warm and sunny day. Indeed. And, of course, no no R-A-I-N in the forecast. So tonight's game with the 10 caps should be a beauty and I, I, probably a, a lot of tickets out already. Yeah, you know what? There are, but a lot more available than two weeks ago when we got together and talked. So we've probably got upwards of 1,000 uh, fixed seats available so uh, 6.35 start time, we always tell people for days like today and tomorrow when the heat or the heat index is 90-plus, 
bring your own bottled water in. We're not trying to get people to buy everything from us. You can bring in sealed, non-alcoholic water and drinks. And uh, just be safe, stay hydrated, but come out for an awesome night of fireworks. Uh, tomorrow we're back at 105 to end the homestand with our Military Appreciation Day. The team has played really well coming into this homestand. We had won uh, nine of the last 15 with a crazy stretch where we won three, lost three, won three, lost three, and won three in a row. And uh, really fun, really exciting. And uh, I think we'll have some breaking news later on today about one of the top prospects in the Padres chain making his debut with us tonight or tomorrow. Very nice, because there are just eight more home games left. You've got tonight, tomorrow, and then one more six-game homestand that will take place September 7th through the 12th. So uh, if you haven't gotten out to see the Fort Wayne Tin Caps yet, well, you're you're losing days. So uh, you need to get out there and uh, and cheer on this this exciting team. Now, uh, Mike, as many people well know, one of my favorite books is Blake Sebring's Fort Wayne Sports History. It's a chronological uh, calendar of, of what happens on this day in Fort Wayne Sports History. And for today's date, August 28th, in 2008, the Fort Wayne Wizards play their final game in Memorial Stadium. And if you recall that one like I do, it was the Jared Parker show that night. I do. And you know what? You, you brought back a lot of great <laughs> memories. I didn't realize I, too, have the book and I'm a fan and hadn't gotten there today. I try not to look ahead. You know, Jim, you can't it's look so ahead for what tomorrow <laughs> is in there. And uh, I hadn't seen that. And absolutely. And it's funny because I do remember, and Jared's a friend, and so is the family, and Brent and Justin and everybody. And uh, I remember some of our players afterwards, hey, that guy's good enough. They didn't need the ump giving him three inches off each side <laughs> of the plate and, you know, that kind of stuff. But I do remember it. I remember uh, uh, closing the books on Memorial Stadium where I was blessed to spend nine years, eight as the general manager, and uh, the idea at that point of what was ahead was oh. Parkview Field, but still not having any idea that it would come to this. And so that's an awesome trip down memory lane. Well, you know, in, in the account of, of Blake's, it says, you know, the 6,300-seat stadium opened April 19, 1993, costing $6.2 million to build. The castle hosted 1,130 Wizards games, good for a 615-515 record, and 4,046,261 fans. That's an average of 3,581 fans per game. And, uh, you know, it also mentions a total of 69 Wizards from the stadium era advanced to play in the major leagues. But when you look at, at those numbers, you think, oh, yeah, those, those aren't bad. But then you, you segue to Parkview Field. And yeah. you see the the stark increases. And not only that, and, of course, we've talked about this as well, that what it did for the surrounding area of downtown revitalization. So that's something that you can't put in a, on a stat sheet. Well, maybe you can, but but uh, in this particular measure. But it, it's, it you know, the... We, we brought baseball back to Fort Wayne in 1993 with Memorial Stadium. And got the Kenosha Twins franchise, and, and we're able to do that, get a, a quality ball diamond erected and ready to go in time for the 93 season, and that, that served us. But there was a vision of something better. 
and uh, and that's what happened. And I I won't, I won't go any further into that because uh, it it's been said so many times. But uh, but yeah, that it was. Uh, I, I recall calling the final game there, the last four seasons there at uh, Memorial Stadium, and, and what a great ride that was. There's no doubt about it, man. You just brought back so much positive. And Randy Brown and his crew, you know, at the Memorial Coliseum, Randy's retiring later this year, but they did such an awesome job. And, yeah, the stadium wasn't what we're currently playing in now, obviously, but when you hear that number, $6.5 now that wouldn't get you very much. And so uh, we maximized it. We developed a lot of fans. Our ownership group and Bill Larson, my mentor, came in and, uh, 99 and kind of changed it from just the on-field product to a lot of the promotional stuff. But again, 100 games over 500, a really great average at Memorial, almost 100 big leaguers, and we've taken that. And, you know, we're, we're almost 6,000 a game and 100 and some big leaguers here and have played over 500. So more than anything, it's not a this stadium versus that one. That one set the way for this one. But the, through, the one constant throughout has been – the fans, their support, the media, the partners, the sponsors. And so it's just been an amazing run. This has been a challenging year. You people that know me know I'm the rah-rah guy and bring everybody together. But, you know, they've been patient while lines have been way too long and concessions, and we're just getting through. But last night was a doubleheader. We won the first one. We rallied late in the second one, and we're one hit away from winning that one. Uh, there's just been so many people that have been so positive throughout, and it's just been a blessing, no doubt about it. Well, Mike, we're uh, a little bit up against the clock, so uh, tell you what, we will thank you for joining us and talk next week as we look forward to the final six-game homestand of the regular season for the Tin Caps at Parkview Field, and uh, I look forward to it. Thanks so much to you both, and we hope to see some fans tonight or tomorrow. All right, thanks, Mike. That was Mike Nutter, president of Fort Wayne Tin Caps, on our weekly Tin Caps chat. Tell you what, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to be talking to the judge, Phil Houck, about the 25th edition of Fighting Irish Preview. We'll do that when we return. You're listening to Talk and Sports, presented by Automotive Color and Supply on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. This is The Herd. The winner in this is also... Colin Cowherd. Here are the quarterbacks that got drafted in the Josh Allen class. Josh Allen, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen, Lamar Jackson. Josh Allen was the first to get paid big money. But Baker is going to get paid. And Cleveland, the bar is so low. By just getting them to a playoff game is viewed as a savior. This is the Herd. Colin Cowherd at noon on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Get the latest knife info from the area's premier knife shop. Follow Blademan's on Facebook and Instagram today and get the latest on what's happening at Blademan's Knife Shop at the Shops of Scott Road. Hello, this is Mark, the owner of Blademan's Knife Shop. I'd like to personally invite you out to the store to check out the area's best selection of quality knives. We carry Benchmade, Hogue, Protec, Microtech, Emerson Knives, Zero Tolerance, and many more. We have the best selection of premium knives anywhere within 100 miles of Fort Wayne. So come in and check out our great selection and have a cup of coffee on me. Before you experience the world-class quality in store, see fresh inventory updates and limited-time specials at the Blademan's Facebook page. Some inventory, unique colors, and new styles only stay in stock for a day or two. So be in the know and update your knife collection the smart way. Follow Blademan's today. As always, 10% discount for police and military and on-site sharpening service. Join the community of premium blade buffs at Blademan's Facebook and Instagram today. 
Time now for the Bowling Minute, brought to you by MVP Lanes, Lake and Coliseum Boulevard, Fort Wayne. Fort Wayne has always been a bowling community. Many churches and clubs used to have lanes in the basement or in the back room. Or you might remember Westwood Lanes, Key Lanes, Village Bowl, GE Club, just to name a few. I bet you remember someone in your family, maybe even you, who has bowled in a league. Bowling is much more than throwing a ball. It's fellowship. Plus, very good for the mind and body. Oh, yes, it's great exercise. If you want to get the old gang together for another season of bowling, check out MVP Lanes. MVP Lanes has openings during the day and night for leagues, like the two-person noon on Tuesday. It includes lunch or the ladies' trio league. Sign the kids up for Saturday morning. It's all here at MVP Lanes. 420-BOWL is the number for more information or MVPLanes.com. This has been the Bowling Minute. From MVP Lanes, where you are always the most valuable player. Progressive's Home and Auto Bundle Extrava Vesta Cyberthon. The annual year-long event for saving big on home and auto insurance. These savings are available up until and straight through Labor Day. Halloween. Over Cleveland's birthday. Taco Tuesday. The anniversary of the moon landing. White Chocolate Day. The sale literally never ends. You can come on Jupiter's Ascension. National Pisces Day. But not Leap Day. <laughs> Just kidding. We're doing Leap Day because every day is perfect for saving money with a home and auto bundle only at Progressive. But for real, we're not doing White Chocolate Day because White Chocolate is gross. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. I said chance. Chantilly Lace and Eggshell, not Matt. Colby's Interior Design yeah, Consultancy is floored with new clients. Wait, what am I looking at here? This looks like plan. They need an admin with an oh, eye for design and a knack for numbers. Okay, hey, hey Luke, take a look at this. Does, do those numbers look right? Indeed can help them hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Screen for quality candidates with the skills your role needs with Indeed Assessments. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Now back to Talkin' Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. Welcome back to Talking Sports, presented by Automotive Color and Supply. Saturday, August 28, 2021. Along with producer, co-host extraordinaire, Justin Kenny from OPS and OutsideTheHuddle.net, I'm Jim Shovlin. Thanks for tuning in as we're talking local sports of all sorts until the top of the hour at 10 o'clock. Have a question, comment, opinion, rant, suggestion? Hey, do so via the Automotive Color and Supply text line of 46862. That's 46862. Put TS in the front of your message. And we're going to go to the Automotive Color and Supply phone line powered by... Fire Police, City, County, Federal Credit Union, because on the Talking Sports phone line is the judge, Phil Hauk. Mr. Hauk, good morning, sir. And I've got this stat in front of me that says, ask him about 25. Huh? What could that be? Something about the silver. You know what it means, Jim? 25 means, well, I was going to say that it means I'm old, but I think it means we're getting old. Yeah, because well, yeah, I'm older than you. <laughs> Yeah, 20, 25 years of Fighting Irish preview, silver anniversary season coming up, uh, and we start next week, and we're in a new time slot. I'm excited about that. We're going to follow, uh, and it's a difficult uh, thing to follow, of course, uh, talking sports, but we'll be on at 10 o'clock right after your show on Saturday morning. So me and Tim Priester will bring you uh, everything you need to know about Notre Dame football, as we've done now for uh, 25 years. There you go. 355 shows. We're excited to be uh, partnering with you uh, in those time slots. And, yeah, and I know this is uh, maybe putting you a little bit on the spot, but over those 25 years, if you had to do some top highlights 
of, of your experience here. What what would some of those be? Uh, you know, I I, I uh, well, I was interviewed about the show a couple weeks ago and was asked a very similar question, and uh, I've been really blessed, I would say, for 25 years with some great people behind the scenes that put my show together, and we, we it's really been a pretty smooth-running machine. I mean, uh, Adam Schenkel's my guy now, and you know Adam well. Oh, yeah. uh, but before that, and before that, it was uh, you know Steve Brelsford, the legend. Steve occasionally still makes appearances and helps out on the show. Uh, and But highlights of 25 years, I mean, you've got to look. You know, we started this show, Jim, uh, the first year after Lou Holtz left. And so it's Bob Davey and Notre Dame football went through some tough years, uh, relatively tough years when you think about their, their history. And uh, But finally... I would say we've hit our stride in the last four years, and it's it's a lot easier to cover Notre Dame football or to cover any sport for that matter uh, when you're covering it for the home team uh, when they're winning. And Notre Dame has been 43 and eight over the last four years, and it's been a wonderful ride. And and getting to go to the college football playoff and sit in those press boxes and watch those games, uh, it's just been fantastic. And uh, this radio show of mine has enabled me to live out a passion I have had in my life since, uh, as you know, since I was born, almost literally, <laughs> since I can certainly uh, uh, remember anything in my life. I've been uh, a passionate about Notre Dame football, and Fighting Irish Preview has just led me uh, to take that passion to a level that uh, most fans don't get to experience. Well, and it's not just fighting Irish preview that that fuels your passion for Notre Dame and Notre Dame football. Uh, you're involved in some other projects too regarding Notre Dame football too, aren't you? I mean, uh, uh, from a social media standpoint and in web uh, presence. Well, there, yeah, fightingirishpreview.com has been uh, growing. It's very successful. Uh, we're actually, I, I was hoping it'd be done today. But it, it, it's going to be done in the next few weeks. We're completely redoing our website. But the website is still there, fightingirishpreview.com. And I do a lot of writing. And a few years ago, I really dedicated myself uh, to upping my game. And you got to go more, more multimedia in this world. Just having a radio show uh, doesn't cut it. But uh, the radio show, there's a, ver- a podcast version of it that comes out each week. And uh, during the season, I'll, I'll be po- I post a uh, Anywhere from, well, usually it's a, it's a minimum of three articles a week that I write about Notre Dame football. We preview the coming games, the teams, and uh, I have some commentary. Uh, I, but I, and I also love the history of Notre Dame football, and those have been some of my more successful articles that I've written over the years. Uh, you may have seen this week I reposted an article about how the Fighting Irish got their name, and, of course, that's very uh, – uh, topical right now with the uh, with that silly poll that came out the other day saying that the, um, that about the Notre Dame leprechaun mascot being uh, somehow a, a denigration of the Irish people, uh, but that's I've had thousands and thousands of hits on that particular story and uh, response from literally all over the country. I've even had a few phone calls from people. Uh, wanting to know more about that. So that, that's been great. I, I love writing. I've always been a writer since I was almost, since again, since I was a little kid. And uh, that's been a big part 
of what I've been doing as well. We're talking to the judge, Phil Hauk, uh, the founder of Fighting Irish Preview in its 25th season of covering Fighting Irish football. And, uh, Bill, we got we had a text that came in that asked, will Brian Kelly ever be as beloved as, say, Lou Holtz? Uh Brian Kelly doesn't quite have the lose personality. Uh, Brian Kelly's a very nice man, I can tell you that. Treats uh, the media with great respect. Uh, but the key here, of course, and uh, the elephant in the room always when you're uh, talking Notre Dame football is, the, uh, is winning national titles. And uh, Lou won one. He got one stolen from him. I'm still bitter about that in 90, 90 uh was a 93 and uh you you would just think that if he does win a national title uh he would get to that uh level of of love you know brian kelly this season uh he's three wins away he's gonna tie rockney for the all-time lead as for wins uh for a notre dame head coach and so he's almost certainly going to go beyond that and it's amazing that he has lasted that long in the job uh, he he is. It's only Rockney that coached longer than Brian Kelly. Uh, so you know the guy deserves something. He's recognized really, I think, in the game today as one of the best college coaches in the country. But Notre Dame fans have high expectations, and until he wins a national title, uh, he's not going to be Lou Holtz in their mind. Well, once again, Phil, uh, tell the listeners where they can find Fighting Irish Preview, aside from just right here, staying tuned to Talking Sports and uh, uh, at 10.01. Well, yeah, you just need to, to tune your radio, turn it on at 9 o'clock on Saturday morning, uh, listen to all the great local sports that, that Jim Shovlin brings you on Talking Sports, and just leave it on because from 10 to 10.30, Tim Priester and I will be giving you everything you need to know about Notre Dame football as we've done for 25 years. Like I said, this is our, the first show this year, which will start next week, is our 355th show. And uh, I think we've got a pretty good, uh, pretty good franchise going here as far as providing you great inside information uh, and analysis on Notre Dame football. So stay tuned at the end of Jim's show because – Next up will be Fighting Irish Preview starting next Saturday. And we can't wait uh, for that start of the 25th season, Phil. Congratulations, my friend. And uh, can't wait to tune in every single Saturday. Thanks, Jim. And thank you for all your support over the years. You know you're one of those guys that's uh, been uh, instrumental in me getting to 25 years. So I I greatly appreciate that support. All right, Phil. Well, uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend because I got a feeling I know what you're going to be doing. Yeah, I'm just about ready to go. Yeah, I couldn't. I'm sorry I couldn't be there in the studio with you today. I really was looking forward to that, but uh, uh, family duty called. There you go. All right, Phil. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Jim. That was Phil Hauk, the judge, um, half of the Fighting Irish Preview gang, along with uh, Tim Priester, America's foremost authority on Notre Dame Fighting Irish football.
So that's going to do it for Talking Sports for Saturday, August 28th, week two in the books. Thanks so much to Mike Nutter for joining us and the Judge Phil Hauk. And Close as always, Justin Kenny, OPS, OutsideTheHuddle.net uh, for his uh, expert opinion and uh, analysis on high school football each and every week right here on Talking Sports. We just can't appreciate him enough. And uh, to you, the listener, thank you for tuning in and your text each and every week as well. So until next week, have a great week, everybody. So finish your whiskey or beer. Thousands of Hoosiers have hepatitis C and don't even know it. You might be one of them. Visit checkcarecure.in.gov to learn more about this often silent, sometimes deadly disease. There is a cure. Podcasts by Federated Media.